Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. My name is Bob Heilig, your host and the founder of Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for the new wave of network marketing leaders that want to make an impact and aren't just building a downline, they're building a better world. Join us each week and learn how to build a profitable network marketing business that gives you complete freedom so that you can give back to the world in an even bigger way. What's up, everybody? It is good to be back. Episode 105 of the podcast today. We are going to be talking about surrendering to God's calling in your life and your business. This is going to be a really powerful, deep discussion on the role that spirituality and business play together. And I'm going to be sharing an interview that I did today with an incredible individual that I know you all are going to love. Her name is Lindsay Matway. Lindsay and I got connected about a year ago online, started following her and and really just kind of fell in love with everything that she represented. And she's had a ton of success, but I think she perfectly embodies what I believe this idea to be a legacy leader. So I had to bring her on, have her share her story. And she and I get into a really, really deep discussion on spirituality and business. And I'll tell you a couple of the highlights that I'm really excited for you to hear. One of the things that Lindsay talks about in the interview is she talks about how, you know, who are we to decide which vehicle God is giving us in our life to create a path uh, that will help us live out our purpose. So for any of you that really struggle with this idea of like, what role does my network marketing business play in my overall purpose? This is definitely going to be an interview for you. Lindsay talks a lot about how she views her business as a way to serve that God-given purpose in her life. She talks about how in the early days, she learned that a lot of her struggles and pain and challenges actually became a platform for her message. So she's going to be teaching you how to turn your pain into part of your message. And we end the discussion with this really powerful conversation on the difference between becoming a victim or a victor in your life. But it is going to be absolutely incredible. I can't wait for you to hear it. Yeah, I apologize. The last couple of weeks, we haven't had a new episode because it's just been absolute craziness with my live event. And I've got a an episode I'm going to be filming this week on some of my biggest takeaways from the event. So I promise you, we're going to be churning out the episodes. We'll catch up for the ones that we missed. We'll be publishing a bunch over the next couple of weeks to get back on schedule. But we've got some really good stuff coming. But without further ado, let me turn it over to the interview with Lindsay. I know you're absolutely going to love this. And here we go. All right. Hey, everybody. Well, I am excited. You know, I've been doing a lot of interviews lately. I went like a long time without doing interviews. But one of my goals with the podcast is I really want to bring more people inside of the network marketing community that I really admire and that I think embody the ideals that we teach here and what it means to be a legacy leader and people that just go about doing this the right way and have them share their stories with you. And I'm excited because I have someone today that I truly believe falls into that category. And I'm excited to introduce you to her and have her share her story with you. And I know that all of you are going to get a ton out of this conversation. So I want to introduce Lindsay Matway. Lindsay, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Oh, absolutely. I am honored. I love your podcast and I'm excited. I finally get to be a guest speaker. What a cool thing to be. 
Yes. You know, I think I found you the way that I find a lot of leaders in the profession. They were kind of probably somebody in your company or your team, you know, shared something you did, or I just happened to come across one of your videos one time. And what I noticed really quickly about you is that you really did embody a lot of the principles that we teach about in the way that you uh, put content out there online. And as I learned more about you and your story, I said, man, my audience is really going to resonate with kind of what you've been through and what you've accomplished. So why don't we just kind of start there? Tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, and you know, share a little bit about your journey coming into this profession and kind of how things have transpired for you since you've been a part of it. Well, one, I appreciate you because you're doing things the way that it's really been on my heart since I started network marketing. And that is to craft this business into something I could be super proud of, doing it in a way that I really felt was respectable and people would feel like you actually cared about them. And so... My journey into network marketing is probably a little bit different than most people's in the fact that I feel God tricked me into network marketing. (laughs) It was not the normal journey where you actually get called by somebody or somebody starts messaging you on Facebook or Instagram and they're all of a sudden recruiting you. I actually wasn't recruited into my business. I started as a customer. Um, Just to kind of pull it back a little bit before that all happened... I had a baby at 23 years old and she was born with a 90% chance of cerebral palsy, brain bleed, lots of scary stuff. And with that experience, I came about $400,000 in medical debt. And I just remember being at this place where I had a decision to make. I'm going to let this bury me and it's going to be like the light at the end of the tunnel that I kind of always felt I had in my life. Like one day I'm going to do something great with my life was going to close and I was going to repeat the past that I had, the childhood that I had for my daughter, one of like lack and poverty. And my parents were both alcoholics. So just a lot of stuff that was not the greatest. And my biggest goal in life was like, I didn't want her to have that life. When I became a mom, which I didn't become a mom when I was ready, um, I wanted to create something that would be like a legacy, something that would be something that I could hand down to her that was not dysfunction, that was not these things that had, had, I felt had held me back in my life. And so I faced this decision, what am I going to do? Am I going to let this light at the end of the tunnel close? Or am I going to kind of force my way into making something happen? And so because everything fell out of my control, you know, having a premature baby, there's so much that goes on that you can't control. And then with medical debt, I don't know how to get out of $400,000 worth of debt. Nobody prepares you for that. The only thing I could think of that maybe I could get in control of and feel like myself again was maybe if I look like myself physically, you know, feel strong again, start to do something that made me proud of me, then maybe I would find a way. And so back then, that was uh, 2009, back then it was P90X. And I'm sure there's many of you out there who own a dusty copy somewhere (laughs) on your shelf. We pretty much all owned P90X back in the day. I bought it off an infomercial. So I didn't know it was a network marketing company. And I bought it on a payment plan. I couldn't afford the $120 that it costs. I'd pay it you know, per month. And I'm even a skeptic of that. I guess I'm naturally a very, very skeptical person. I kind of assume the worst. I assume you're taking advantage of me. I assume you're going to scam me. And so my way that I got into actually committing to P90X was watching YouTube videos because I needed to see actual customers. Are there real people getting results from this program? So I'd go to YouTube, get inspired, eventually bought P90X tried it. And then if you've ever done a P90X workout and you didn't end up on the floor, I praise you because it's like the hardest workout on the planet. 
I'm not proud of this. I sprained <laughs> my ankle in my basement doing P90X like a year ago. Did you really? I was a like, year ago, dang. getting old. <laughs> it will take you down. No, it, it's a really great program, but you just kind of have to learn how to pace yourself. And I was not prepared for how bad of a lashing P90X would give me. So by day four, it was yoga. And I was like, thinking it was me on break time and it was the hardest one of all. I'm like, I forget this. I can't do this program. So I'd give it a break. And then a couple of weeks later, I'd go to the YouTube channel, start watching the videos. I'm like, oh, I to do something. So inevitably after my third failure, I decided I'm going to post my own video on YouTube. I am going to put myself out there because my biggest fear is the fear of failing publicly. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to say it's my fourth attempt. I am going to show you my journey throughout. I'm not going to show you at the end when I already have results. I'm going to show you as I go through this journey because I've used these videos to motivate me and maybe doing this, maybe having you guys watch me and be on this journey with me will hold me accountable to sticking with it. And it was the key like for me to do that journey out loud. And then I didn't, instead of like looking at the people in the video and be like, gosh, I wish I could do it like them or Oh, you're not like how you used to be. Your body's not like how it was before you had a baby. Instead of beating myself up, I decided to approach it a little bit differently and say, okay, every single time you do this workout, you're going to do your own personal best and you will pat yourself on the back for doing what you did, whether that's 11 minutes or 22 minutes or whatever. The next time you do that workout, you're going to go a minute or two longer. You're just going to push yourself just a little bit more. And when I approached it that way and started to pat myself on the back, just for showing up, like just for showing up and doing my best. And then the next day doing it a little bit more and the next day doing it a little bit more over time, it probably took a month. I finally hit the point where I could do a full, you know, 45 to 60 minute workout. And I changed the way that I viewed not only the physical part of this journey, but mentally I thought, all right, I'm seeing results. I'm not being perfect. I am doing what I can and I'm not beating myself up and I'm congratulating myself for just showing up. What if I applied that to other areas of my life? And so throughout doing those videos on YouTube, I start getting these messages from women that are like, oh my gosh, your video inspired me. And you wouldn't think my video would inspire them because I only had 10 or 15 pounds to lose. It's not like it was this 100 pound weight loss journey. And I think I would have probably, if I was doing it as a business, would have even thought, yeah, my journey is not, not a big deal. And I think oftentimes we all do that. Like we look at our own journey, we're like, well, my story is not that inspiring compared to this person's story. But because I wasn't doing it as a business, because I was doing it for my own self, I wasn't thinking that way. I was just sharing the journey. And lo and behold, come to find out, there are hundreds, if not thousands of women that are experiencing the exact same frustrations and limitations as I was. And they related to my journey because my journey mirrored theirs. And light bulb moment was like, holy crap, how much money am I making that company? by all these girls getting inspired by my journey and going and buying it the same way other people's journeys had inspired me to go buy it. I'm like, I'm going to call that company. So the way that I got into network marketing is I called Beachbody one day after my husband had like told me to three, four times before that. I'm like, it's a infomercial company. Like they don't have an affiliate program. That's silly. But I call and they say, yeah, actually, you know, you can sign up as a coach. And they don't explain it as network marketing. And I'm glad they didn't because I probably would have been like, yeah, never mind. But it was $40 and then you made a 25% commission off anything. That's all they explained. Anything you sold. And I thought, all right, well, P90X is $120. Bucks. If I make $30 per time, if I sell two, I'm in the green. And so I just decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this link up. I'm going to start to share the journey a little bit more actively. And then I realized... Oh. 
Um, it's network marketing. <laughs> and I'm like, I was a bartender previously. And for anyone who has ever been in the customer service industry, you know, you are an easy target for someone when it comes to approaching you about their network marketing business. And you also probably know, because you're listening to this podcast, that there's a lot of people that do it wrong. And so I had only really experienced the people that do it wrong. And so I had a really bad taste in my mouth about that. However, I was faced with this sort of decision, a demarcation line of sorts that, okay, you can either choose to say, nope, I won't do that. I'm, I'm too good for that. Or you can decide, well, what if I'm going to just go and do it my own way? I'm going to do it the way that it would appeal to me. I know these products work. They have already changed my life. I am passionate about it. I know that I feel excited when I share it with other people. What would happen if you just went balls to the wall and actually did this and shared it the way that it would appeal to you? And um, the other thing that kind of was like the friction of this moment was that I realized when I signed up over the phone... I got placed under somebody randomly. So we had a lead program in Beachbody. I was a lead and the person that they assigned me to does not work the business. I called her, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. She's like, yeah, I don't work that business. I don't, I don't do that. I'm a, I think she was a spin instructor in New York City. Like she was too cool for it too, right? <laughs> and then the person above her, I contact him. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't really do the business. And then I contacted the guy above him and it's like this really quirky, it reminded me of all the wrong things all the other people had done <laughs> at the bar. And I'm like, okay, well, that guy's not going to be my mentor. So here I am. I'm like, I have no mentor. Like I have nobody to teach me this business. And so then again, you're faced with the decision like, all right, how am I going to learn a business that I don't even know anything about? And that probably won't work. And all the things that flood your head about the excuses, same way with p 90 I'm never going to be able to do this, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff that pops in your head. And then I just looked over at my daughter and I remember, you know, thinking about the debt that we were in. And I remember thinking about the light at the end of the tunnel. And I remember thinking about the future that I want to create for her. And I was like, who are you to decide, you know, which vehicle God's going to give you to create a new path that will lead you to the life that you want to give her? Who are you to decide if someone's going to join this business with you and actually have their lives change? Like, humble yourself a bit and go and do this. What if you went all in? What's the worst that could happen? And so I decided in that moment, like I am going to become the kind of sponsor that I wished I would have had. I'm going to become the kind of coach with a client that I would have loved to have had. What would have motivated me when I was starting? That would have fired me up. That would have been so cool if they would have done, if I would have had somebody to do this with. I started taking notes of all those things. And then I also took notes of the things that I didn't like that other people had done. You know, I didn't like when people randomly cold messaged me with an invite with their upline to something I didn't know anything about. You know, I didn't like the way that that felt. And so I wasn't going to go do that. I also knew I didn't personally like home parties. I'm not a girl that's going to go to a home party. So I'm probably not going to be great at running them because I don't like that feeling of the pressure of having to buy something and not knowing if I'm going to want to buy something. I want to buy it if I want to buy it. So. I knew I wanted to do this um, all virtual. I knew I wanted to do it on social media. I had no clue what I was doing with social media. I, had like, I think when I started, I had 128 friends. I went back and looked. And I think half of them were creepy men who liked my pictures. <laughs> I knew I didn't want them in my business. So I was starting from ground zero. And again, faced the decision. Are you going to let the lack of knowledge you have currently stop you from providing your daughter with the future that you want for her 
and using this vehicle that God's provided to be able to make it and take it to the furthest place you can? Or have you realized throughout your life, you've been through so much that when given the chance, like you can figure anything out, like always been capable of figuring things out. And this is no different. I think if people ask themselves that they'll realize like, okay, I have the ability to figure things out. I'm going to go and I'm going to trial run this. I'm going to run everything by myself and I'm going to self-evaluate. Okay, what would I like? What would I wish I would know? I made that mistake. That sucked. I'm going to make this choice next time or I'm going to teach this next time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, total. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I wrote down so many things that you said that I want to come back to. But I think this would be a great point because I do want to transition into at some point like you giving them like, hey, what are your biggest secrets of success? Like what has made you successful in the profession? But I do want to come back to one thing first. I love the fact that you keep referring to network marketing as a vehicle. Mm. Because where I think, and I sense that this is where you were struggling and I used to struggle with this as well because coming from a background in medical sales, you know, I had what would be considered a, I'm going to do my air quotes, a good job, right? That yeah. like people yeah. look up to. And, mm-hmm. and I remember when being presented with network marketing, I was like, eh, because I had experiences with people that did it the wrong way, I had this preconceived notion of what it meant to be a network marketer. And I was like, ah, do I really want to do that? And then even when I did it, I was kind of embarrassed to go share it with my friends because mm-hmm. I was tying my identity in my business to this preconceived notion of what I thought it meant to do that. Yep. And it wasn't until I really started to understand that network marketing is a vehicle, right? Yep. It is a vehicle for us. And I share the same viewpoint that you do for us to live out the God-given purpose for our life, which is so much bigger than just making money. And there's nothing wrong with making money because all money does is allow you to make a bigger impact in the lives of other people. But I think it's getting people to understand that you can't tie your identity to like, I'm a network marketer. (laughs) Right. And there's nothing inherently wrong with the words, you know, with network marketing, it's the people that are doing it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. It's when I finally had the realization that I get to decide the way I do that. I get to decide what that means for me and the way that I approach my business and that I'm going to align who I am inside of my business with the way that I am outside of my business and have it be something that is more meaningful. And it sounds to me like when you came to that realization that that's when things changed for you. I mean, is that kind of the where you were at? 100%. Because I think in life, we try to control so much. And what I didn't share about my story is I sort of came to this point where I got on my knees and, you know, I'm like, all right, God, I relinquish control. Like, I don't. I don't know what to do with this circumstance that you've given me. And so do whatever, use this for something like use this to inspire someone, use this to empower someone, like use my story to be able to be something more than just a sad story, you know? And so the next thing that was presented to me was this. And like I said, I was kind of tricked in and I think that was very on purpose on God's part. But (laughs) when I realized, okay, this could be my opportunity. This could be my vehicle. Then I started to get unapologetic about it. Then I decided, all right, this is my brand. I'm not a beat, I'm not a beach body coach. Like I don't consider myself, I don't write on my Instagram. I am just an inspired mama who feels called to call out the greatness of the other people that wants to provide, you know, a way for them. And if it's the right vehicle, it's like I'm a bus. I'm taking people, I'm stopping at each stop. I'm opening my doors and who wants to get in? Because this bus is going (laughs) great places. And if it's the bus that you want to join, if you get excited about the journey that this bus is going on, then you better get on. Because, you know, for me, 
I had a purpose. And once I was narrowed in on where I was going, and that was going to be to provide the absolute most freedom-filled, joy-filled life for my family, there was really no stopping. And I didn't call it a bus back then. I called it a train. Like the train had left the station. Yeah. And if you're not getting on, the train's continuing on, on its route. So yeah. I feel like when you come across leaders like that in the profession, they stand out. It's so clear that there's something else that's driving and fueling mm-hmm. them. Something like so much more than just hitting that next rank advance, <laughs> right. that next check. And I think there's so many people that are inside this profession that are rooted in a, in a mindset of scarcity, where mm, it's like never yes. enough. They have that achievement mindset where they think like, I'm just going to hit that next rank and that's going to solve all my problems. And I'm finally going to be worthwhile when I do that. I'm going to be worthy when I do that. Mm. And it winds up creating this kind of egocentric way of building the business that's fueled by social media that turns people off. And I think what you're talking about, being purpose-driven, being rooted in faith and love as the foundation of your business, the outflow of that is a more natural state of you wanting to give. Because purpose comes from your heart. When you come across those people, they just have a different vibration. And I think it's because they feel fulfilled by the work that they do. That sense of fulfillment creates joy, which is falling in love with the everyday process of building the business. Would you agree with that? 100%. And I can honestly say, because I think about that demarcation, right? Of deciding, okay, this is going to be my vehicle. I get in the train and I'm going. My circumstances did not change overnight. Six months in, I was still barely scraping to make what I made in a bartending shift in a week. Okay, so I've looked back at that journey. But I was the most in that six months of being completely broke, probably the brokest I've ever been in my entire life. Like to give you guys an idea, we were hiding our car. I'm I'm preaching all about my new business. We're hiding our car from being repossessed. We're having to walk like three, four blocks to get back to our house. By the way, this house that I just moved into was because I lost my old house to foreclosure because we couldn't pay our bills anymore. So it's not, my circumstances suck, okay, from the outside. They suck. It seems like the worst possible timing and all that stuff. Like, who am I? Who are you to call yourself? Like, who are you to, you know, be a business owner? All that stuff is flooding my head. But because I'm aligned with my purpose, I'm aligned with this calling and I know my heart is good. And I know that this works like as far as the, the products are so valuable. I know how my life had been changed and I knew I was not stopping. I was the most joy filled I had ever experienced in my entire life. Broke, working a hundred hours. I'm banging my head against the wall because right? I'm doing this alone. I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm doing all the wrong things. But I am so joy centered. I'm like, so passionate because I just realized I know everything's changed. Everything has changed. I'm living in that. I have reformatted what the story is that I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important thing that other network marketers need to know, especially in the beginning of their journey, is that your circumstances aren't going to change overnight. But the story you can tell yourself and the story you tell others can. The meaning that you give the stuff that's happened in the past, it changes in an instant. Mm. And how I defined who I was changed in an instant. I was such a quitter. I quit everything I ever started. I quit high school. I mean, I have a 10th grade education, but I'm running a multi-million dollar a year business. I had no experience, Yeah, but I had tons and tons of joy. And I had tons and tons of like fear that I was not going to let my daughter down. So I needed something that I could run into the fire with, right? Because they talk about that. But also just being centered in the fact that I knew that I was a good person. I knew that I was doing it out of integrity. I knew that I was not going to quit on this. So mm. that's really- I love that because I think you know, what you're saying is that 
you didn't let your current circumstances define who you thought you were. Right. And you also didn't let that limit what you believe to be possible for your future, right? Because I think so many times that's what people do, right? Yeah. They don't like what they see. They attach their own worthiness to that. And then they believe that, well, I can't create a better future, not understanding that your current circumstances are evidence of your past thinking. Right. Your past choices. Right. So you change your story. And mm-hmm. in the moment that you changed your thinking and your story, you were already creating a better future for yourself. And I, I just love that you recognize that as such an important part in this process because I could not possibly agree more. Yeah. And I think that to add on to that, you also cannot have, you can have hopes of how long it's going to take, but you have to get to a place where it's like, I'm in this until it happens, not by January, I better be here. Otherwise I'm going to quit. Because if you're there, you've already, you're already going to quit. I mean, you might as well give up now. Yeah, I did not know how long it was going to take. I just know I wasn't going to stop until I got there. And when you can get to that space, when the end goal is so important that no matter what, you'll do whatever until you get there. It's like that is when the dream starts to pull you. I was pulled, you know? And so I think looking back, if I would have had a mindset of, well, I'll give it six months. Friends, I would have been quitting. My husband would have made me quit. I had to constantly be like, okay, I am just going to focus on, just like I did with the P90X journey, beating my own personal best every single day. How am I going to get a little bit better? How am I going to get a little better? And over six months, the change that I had seen mentally was enough to prove to my husband, this chick's serious. Yeah. And to prove to myself that I was going to be the top coach in the entire company, even though at the time there had never been a female, there had never been you know, a female top earner, top coach, whatever. Wow. But that's, I mean, it's so hard though, isn't it? Not it having is. those expectations and not focusing on the outcome. And when you're working hard and you're not seeing what you thought, you, you know, I mean, how mm-hmm. do you manage that? What are the, like, what advice would you give to somebody that's kind of, you know, saying like, Lindsay, look, I get it. I've been <laughs> doing this thing for this long and you don't know. Like, what advice would you give? Because I know there's a lot of those people that are listening to this right now. And I know, and I feel your pain because I'm in fitness. This business is my fitness focus. It's like measuring your results only by the scale. If you measure it only by one way. The cool thing about this business is we're forced to grow so much in every area of our lives. We get focused. You basically get put against you, against yourself. It's the whole business. I mean, everything that we do is us versus ourselves, our own beliefs, our own you know, shortcomings, our, the ways that we limit ourselves. And so if you start to measure in multitude of different ways, I had to measure based on you know, how I was growing as a wife, who I was showing up as, how I was growing personal development wise, how I was growing in my faith, how I was growing in my reach of people on social media, how I was growing my income, how my team seemed to be, like the culture that we had, was it something I could be proud of? So you have to find however you can measure different successes throughout your business, your life, the way that you're honoring your priorities. Are you keeping the promises that you make to yourself? Like, you have to recognize all those things. Otherwise, you will lose steam because it'll just be that one goal and you did all that work and you missed that rank by, you know, one person didn't end up signing up that night. It's like, you'll completely deflate yourself, even though throughout that time that you were pushing, you were growing so much. So don't screw yourself out of the victories that you're having all along the way. Yeah. And that's all part of changing your story, right? What you focus on. I'm curious, do you have a practice that you have, like a daily practice of how you do that? Or is it just kind of just noticing things? No, I mean, I definitely go through a couple different questions, especially during like disappointments. But daily practice wise, 
I work from home, so I can look like a scrub <laughs> every single day, which is awesome if I choose to be. But I started to realize when I became a stay at home that I started to not really want to do anything because I looked like a scrub. So mm-hmm. I realized every single day, and I know this might not be for everybody, right? But for me personally, I show up best as myself when I show up looking and feeling like my best. So I would get up and not apply like gobs of makeup or anything, but just look, make myself look presentable. Like I would be proud for other people to see me as if I am going to do a home party, as if I am going to meet people in public. I'm not, but I pretend I am. And then during that whole time, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to personal development. I'm finding some nuggets, not only for myself, but I'm thinking, find something to teach find something to give, find something to share that other people need to hear. Like I'm constantly adding value to myself because I want to add value to other people. When you become really intentional about that, and it's not just you learning, it's you learning to teach. I feel like it sinks in way deeper. I'm sure you've realized this through yeah, what you do, totally. right? Yep. And so that practice of just getting up, getting ready. And then of course I go do my workout and take care of myself. I'm really big on the fact that network marketers, we have to do our own crap first before we go and then serve our team. Like we have to lead the way. So I'm always making sure the first part of my day is carved out for me and my personal stuff that I have to do in business. And then I'm going and serving my team and I'm going to give because I have something to give because I've been poured into myself. Yeah, I love that. And I think what you said earlier ties into that is that you know so many times we don't acknowledge our own personal growth and our development that we've gone through. And I think that mm-hmm. it's easy for us to just focus on what we don't have. Well, I don't, you know, my team's not big enough. My check wasn't big enough. And the more we focus on what we don't have, we just attract more of that into our life. But what you're saying is the one thing that we always can acknowledge is is ourselves for what the process of of working towards our goals. And the miracle of that is whatever you focus on expands. And I just love that. And I also really, I really, you know, like how you took it an additional step that I think a lot of people don't. It's not just learning but it's learning in order to serve. It's growing mm-hmm. yourself to serve. And I think a lot of times, you know, in this profession, we become professional students, right? It's like, <laughs> I know at times oh, in my yeah. life, I've been personal development junkie. And that's yeah. really just avoidance of me going out and applying because of fear. But I think if we always are learning and growing through the lens of how can I serve at a higher level, yeah. I think that's such an important distinction to make. That's a leader. I mean, I think so often I hear from, especially newbies in the network marketing industry, like, I don't really know what to post on social media. I don't really know. You know, my life's so boring, blah, blah, blah. Go listen to one podcast. I can go listen. I listened to one of your podcasts today, in fact, and I took notes and I learned, and then I'm going to go teach that stuff. I mean, I didn't know that stuff earlier. And so I'm assuming part of my audience doesn't know that stuff. Mm. And I can give credit where credit's due, of course, but they're hearing it from me. And if they didn't know me, if they weren't following me, they wouldn't maybe have ever come across it. And so you have to get out of your own way and stop being this victim and giving yourself this learned helplessness type of thing and start to say, okay, if I go add a lot of value to myself, that means I have a lot of value to give. And I'm very, very intentional about that because I'm not the most educated person out there. I don't have huge credentials. But I have a huge desire to grow and, and then to give that growth to other people and help them to have some of the aha moments that I'm having. Yeah, that's great. Talk, talk to me a little bit about, I want to go back to something you said earlier. You had mentioned about how you know, one of your biggest fears was the fear of failing publicly, which I think, yes. is a, you know, I think that's a distinction that not a lot of people have. They say they're afraid of failing, but what they're really saying is I'm afraid of 
people seeing me try and fail, right? Yes. Think, but so I think that there's probably a lot of people that are listening to this. And I think you'd be a great person to speak to this as somebody that has built a hugely successful network marketing business, almost completely, if not completely virtually, which means that mm-hmm. you had to get over that fear because you put yourself <laughs> out there yep. every single day. What are some of the keys to success in that area? Or what are some of the things that people really need to focus on? One, you know, the obvious one thing that comes up for me, and I know I've heard you talk about this before, is just the issue of vulnerability, kind of leaning mm-hmm. into that. What do you think are some of the keys that have made you successful in this area? I think we get so caught up in ourselves. Remember the teenage years where you feel like every single person is looking at you when you walk in a room and everybody is like judging everything that you say. I honestly still think like half the world lives in the teenage years still today. Their 30s, their 40s, it's crazy. I'm not judging because I was there in my mid 20s, right? And still, of course, that still turns its head and I have to catch myself and make sure that I'm not going back there because I think we naturally revert back there. It has to be about what you want to give to the world, what you want to give to other people. When I think about myself and I think about being fearful about putting myself out there, I think about me now, it's me, you know, nine, 10 years ago. But even back when I had just started, it was me a few months back. It was me a year ago. It was me two years ago. What did I need to see? I didn't need to see some girl that's got it all put together and a great story about how awesome she is. Like I need to hear that she has felt what I feel. I need to hear that she's failed too. I need to hear that she's still scared because when she does, it allows me one, to accept myself and to realize I'm not alone. And maybe if she did it, I can too. Our business is duplication. And if you're constantly trying to build yourself up to be this person that's got it all together, it's really not... For most people, they're behind the scenes, not put together. They're going to be like, I can't do that. I'm not that person. I'm not this, that, or the other. I realized very early on that the thing that actually made me connect to people is when I shared that initial YouTube video of me having failed three times, Mm. having started day one. I'm on the journey with them. And they realize, wow, she feels what I feel. And so I tried to continue to do that throughout the journey is check myself. Okay, oh my gosh, I'm feeling really scared of sharing this. Why am I feeling that? And how can I use this now, this fear that I have to be able to actually throw my stuff out there into the world and share this in a way that is going to empower somebody else who might be feeling the exact same way and doesn't know how to process through it. Mm. And so I bring up Brene Brown a lot because I love her. She has this visual of these gremlins. And if you've ever seen the movie Gremlins, when the way you kill the gremlins is by shining light at them Mm. and then they burst. And fear is so similar in the fact that if you hide it, it's super duper scary. feels like it's going to attack at any moment. It's going to ruin your life. And then all of a sudden you turn towards the fear and you completely throw yourself out there and it just, it goes away because you realize it's not that big of a deal. And people are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. I felt the same exact way. Or you're getting, a lot of times I got initially private messages from people. They were like, oh my gosh, I just read your message and I have felt that way for so long. And I just really appreciate, you realize, wow, Maybe that fear is not there to stop me. Maybe that fear is actually there for me to use to empower someone else, mm. to be relatable, to be that someone that makes them realize they're not alone. Because at the end of the day, that's all what we all want. We want to know that, do you hear me? Do you see me? Does what I say mean anything to you? I want to know that I'm not alone. Yeah. And I look back at like the themes of my life and I was always, I always felt like I was alone. Like I didn't have parents that were the mentor types. I didn't have an upline that I'm a mentor type person that's going to recognize me. 
But what that taught me is it taught me to be the greatest mentor ever. And then I realized my real upline, not really the person that was waiting for me all along was God's like, hello, I'm here. You're not alone. Stop playing the victim. I've been here the whole time. And if you think about it, the greatest network marketer of all time is Jesus. Yes. You know, 2019. And he's still recruiting. He's still building the business. Biggest deadline. (laughs) The message doesn't get old. Like it it didn't cap out because you didn't get in in 1700 or whatever. You know, (laughs) it's like you have the best upline. Stop telling yourself the story, the sob story. And I think it's the same for all of us being vulnerable. It's like, get over yourself. You aren't that special that you're the only one feeling this pain or this insecurity or this fear. Start to use it for something good. It's the enemy, of course, trying to hold you back from God. But we all know God turns all things for good. So go and use it and turn it. Yeah. Well, I love that because I'm a huge Brene Brown fan as well. And you know, I love how she talks about in her work so much about belonging and connection, right? God has wired us to want to be connected and in fellowship with others. But the only thing that really facilitates that is vulnerability, right? You don't experience true connection unless you're vulnerable. And I think that, you know, fear causes us to want to isolate ourselves and not Mm -hmm. put ourselves out there. And that's the very thing that's this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy of just bad stuff in our life. And, you know, you came to the point where you're willing to put yourself out there, you let go of other people's opinions, and you started to experience more of that, which made it more fulfilling for you. So I think that that's important. Yeah. And if I could suggest something to just those people who have not done that yet, lead with the fear, like lead in your posts, say, you know, I'm afraid people, what people might think that's the biggest fear is that, you know, they're going to think of network marketing, that I'm trying to scam them into something that they think I'm going to just going to push my sales on them. So say it, call it out. Be like, you know what? I have been hiding behind this veil for two months in like a secret society pretending that I'm not passionately excited about this new business that I started because my greatest fear is that you guys are going to think I'm just going to try to sell you something. My greatest fear is that you're going to think it's a scam because at one point I thought it was a scam. But let me tell you about the things that have changed in my life since I started with this. If you lead with that fear, it's like you break the chains. It doesn't hold you anymore. And you allow other people to realize, dang, that's, that's bold. And even if they don't join your business, they have respect for you because you put yourself out there that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I teach the two characteristics that if you can embody when you're prospecting that will make you the most successful are vulnerability and authenticity. Just be real. Like it's like the obvious answer is always the answer. Just say what you're thinking. (laughs) But that's so hard for people. And I think I know it's hard for people when we're attaching our own self-worth to whether someone says yes or no. Right. We're afraid to be honest and real because what if they say no, that means that I'm not good enough. But if we're doing what you're saying, we're starting from a place of being enough and being worthy, then we don't have that fear of necessarily putting ourselves out there and being vulnerable. And that's the key is you have to have that conversation with yourself. If you hear yourself saying, I'm afraid it's a scam. I'm afraid I'm not good enough leader. Talk to yourself. Ask yourself, do you have bad intentions? You know, Are you doing this because you just want to make money? Are you doing this because... you know, Are you really wanting to sign up whoever to your business because you just need a quick set? If that's not your heart, then own your truth and lead with that truth. And I think that's the key for people. They just don't self-evaluate. They get in their own head. And you're exactly right. The conversation that they have with their leader as they're like discussing their fears is the exact conversation they just need to put out there. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like, oh, you have the words. 
Yeah. And I'm going to just take a wild guess and guess that almost all my listeners are probably not that type of person. They all have a good heart. They want to oh, serve. Of course. They want to do great things. You and, wouldn't be listening to this right now if you yeah. didn't have a good heart. And I, but if I you're guessing, you're Yeah, wondering. but I think what you're saying is great. Like, Just look within yourself and say, yeah. what are your intentions? Because if you're operating from purpose and purpose and service to me, what it does is it takes things in your business that when you're only in it for yourself, there are things that like I have to do, right? Oh, mm. I got a prospect again. I got to do another Facebook Live video. When you're operating from purpose, it goes from things that you have to do to things that you get to do. Yes. And when you're focused on service, you very rarely complain about the effort involved because yes. you're being fulfilled through the action of doing, right? It's like you're not bothering people. You're doing them a favor that you even oh thought my. enough about them to share your products or your business. And But once again, this all goes back to what you said earlier. These are the stories that we need to tell ourselves every single yes. day. Most people are telling themselves stories that are keeping them from actually doing. It's so crazy, the power of our own stories. I mean, we constantly think, I think it's like 70 something thousand thoughts a day and you only have so much control. You know, you can't sit there and listen to yourself all day long, but you've got to start paying attention to what you're selling yourself. And if you're getting there and you're, you know, going to write somebody and you're in a state of fear, what do you think, even no matter what you type, what do you think is coming through with that message? There is something that we can't really grasp that goes out with each message that you send. And you've got to find a way to get yourself in that state of knowing your truth, knowing who you are, being proud of who you are, being proud of the fact that you're on this journey. I mean, you are already so courageous just to sign up, right? Because that's scary. But you have so much to offer people and you have to know that value that you have. Like, would you want you as a leader? And you have to know why or why not. And there's going to be reasons on both ends. And the ones that are the whys, you need to highlight, spotlight, have those up on your walls. Like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, and repeat those to yourself. And then the ones that are why not maybe right now is where you need to focus, you know, growing in those areas and pushing yourself and getting outside your comfort zone and just inching your way little by little by little getting better. And there's going to be some things that you won't know how to do until you get there. That's one of the things about this business. You don't go to school for it, right? We just kind of have to fail our way forward. But that's the beauty of it. Because as you're going through the disappointments that are going to be bound to happen, it's not there to take you down. It's there to prepare you to be able to mentor someone around the corner that's coming, that's going to experience the same exact challenge. And because you've already been through it, now you're able to relate to that person and help them through that same adversity. So as I'm going through those disappointments, I'm asking myself questions. I'm asking myself, okay, this sucks. What is this here to teach me? How can I use this to inspire someone else? How is this going to grow me into the leader that I need to become in order to rise to the calling on my life? And you know, how can I flip this to make it something that's actually good? Or how can I share this on social media to inspire someone and when you start to ask yourself different questions versus just be like, Meh, then it becomes something that's actually a stepping stool that raises you up. And anytime as I've gone through my journey, anytime I've hit one of those big time, maybe I lost a big leader, somebody said something bad about me, anything that like really takes you down, I really focus on asking myself those questions and finding the positive and finding and getting my head on straight. Anytime I do that, my business, the next you know, month or two after that, completely grows like crazy. Mm. And I feel like it's almost God's way of saying like, is she ready? Is she ready for this next level? Let me see how she deals with this. 
does she choose to be a victim or does she choose to be a victor? And when I honor and know who's in control and stay committed to my journey, regardless of how many bumps along the way, that's when I rise up. So if you're in that moment and there's crazy stuff going on and it feels like this all against you, you need to ask yourself, what is this here to teach you and how can you learn it? And I ask God, can I learn this as fast as humanly possible? Like teach me the lesson quickly so I can move through because I don't want to sit here very long. And I think so many of us, we just wallow. We spend too much time there. Like, okay, here, that sucked. Let's go move forward. And this business is going to be, you're dealing with people. It's challenging to deal with people. Yeah. yeah, the way I say it is, right, God doesn't give us what we want. He gives us what we need at that point yes. in life. And I think what you're saying right now, I really hope people are listening closely because this is like the stuff that makes great leaders, right? It's network marketing is character development. That's what mm-hmm. it is. And I look at somebody like you, you've been in the profession for about a decade now. You've had massive success. You've kept that success because you are a person of strong character. Leadership development and character development are the same thing. And Mm. that's the way you win long-term. You just be a good person and you do good by others. And But I think the other thing that I'm picking up from you, and we just keep going right back to these thoughts and stories, is you operate your life from the core belief that life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Yes. And I think that's ultimately what you're saying is even in the worst and most challenging and difficult and painful times when you probably would only be natural for you to react and, and do mm-hmm. and say certain things, you're always operating from a place of character and saying, what else could this mean? Yes. And realizing that when you're operating from purpose, there's always a bigger truth and a deeper meaning to even the most difficult situations. And I just think that is so good and so important for people to get. It's probably the most important Thing that you can figure out in your life. And it doesn't happen by all of a sudden, I don't have to think about it anymore. I still, almost a decade in, have to be very aware and be intentional about acting that way. Mm. And it does get easier. And of course, you get more faith as you start to take those steps of faith. But it has to be very intentional for me to say, okay, this is not happening to you. This is happening for you. How is God going to use this? And sometimes I don't know. Sometimes it's a game of just trust and you have to lean into that storm and know that on the other end, at some point, it'll make sense and it'll grow you. But I just think that you know we have to be in that state of mind where we know, just like you said, the character development and your leadership development is the same thing. I don't know how to be a great leader. I just know how to constantly better myself. And then I know that as I rise, I bring other people with me. Mm. And as I overcome certain challenges, all of a sudden, the people that I attract that are, you guys realize this, like attracts like you get these people and they have all the same issues as you. They also have some of the great qualities as you. And as you overcome those things, now you can coach them through it because you're basically coaching yourself. Yeah. So it starts with you and then it trickles down. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. Hey, so the last thing that I want to talk to you about, and we've been kind of going back and forth with it the whole time. And yeah, it's been very present to me in this discussion that obviously your spirituality and your faith and God's an important part of what you do in your business. You really, you view the work that you do through the lens of a bigger purpose and deeper meaning. And could you talk a little bit more about that? Because what I see a lot is a lot of our listeners and a lot of the people in our community, they are strong in their spirituality and faith. But what they struggle with is really finding the connection 
between their network marketing business and you know their spiritual walk and their faith walk. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it comes from the fact that they have this picture of success and who they think they need to be to achieve it. And that's not in alignment with what's you know, their most important values and priorities. Can you talk a little bit about like how do those two worlds intersect for you? And you know, maybe even talking a little bit about like what's your definition of success when it comes hmm. to the profession? So I think with my journey, initially, I definitely was super out loud about my journey that I had just gone on, that I felt God put this in front of me and that I was going all in. As I started to work my way up the leader ladder, I started to dim the light that the role that faith had played. And it started to become me, you know, like, look what I've done. (laughs) And then I realized something was missing. And I'm like, what is it? Why am I not being fulfilled by the ranks and the, you know, achievements? And there was still achievement, but I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Like I'd hit a big milestone and it just kind of felt empty. And, you know, as leaders, as you hit different milestones, you realize, why did it mean more to me when I made my first $500 paycheck than it meant when I hit the biggest rank in the entire company? You know, like it was for me, I realized, okay, it's easy to be deep in our faith when we are on our knees and we're struggling. And I think that there comes a point where I sort of pulled away because I didn't need it as much. Mm. But I also realized my journey was to help somebody who was where I was. And there was this battle. It was like, well, will I scare people away? Will I lose followers if I share you know, my heart for this, if I share openly? And the truth is, yeah, every single time, every single time I do a post that shares something that's really vulnerable about my faith or really deep about my faith, I lose followers. However, I also gain followers, might not be as many that I lose, but I gain people that really truly are connected and I'm supposed to serve. And those people sometimes join my business, sometimes don't ever join my business, but I feel fulfilled. Mm. I feel used for a higher purpose. I feel like that joyous, just like I said, when I was broke and I was starting this business, I was all in. I was just so trusting God. This joy that I felt unexplainable when I'm on this journey and I'm sharing it openly, I'm sharing my heart and I'm not just leading with a business, but I'm leading with a purpose. Mm. There's a joy that I can't get from financial or yeah. you know, recognition. And so once I realized that, I decided to be unapologetic about it and just go all in. And that was the area that I needed to grow. I needed to continue to grow into who God calls me to be. And it's scary. Mm. Like it's so scary who God's calling me to be. But it's I know it's where joy lies and I've got to follow that joy. And I know that, you know, he's going to connect me to all the right people. And there's this trust that I have put there that allows me to filter through so much stuff that's going to happen within a business. And there can be this moment where you're like, oh my gosh, is it okay? I know people have dealt with the journey of like financial well-being. Is it okay to pursue financial well-being and be a Christian? I get questions about that and stuff too. And it's like, of course, it just depends on how you use it. You right. know, there's so much good that can come from financial well-being. The ways that you can serve people is mul- times a bazillion, as many as times as you can earn a dollar, you can change a life. So, and yeah. you can do that with or without, but you can do it a heck of a lot more with. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful way to put it. I mean, I look at, we have our big live event coming up next mm-hmm. week. And you know, last year at our event, Shannon and I were blessed enough to be able to make a donation to an or- a local organization, um, Give Kids the World. And we donated $40,000 to that organization and changed tons of lives. And you know, if I would like to, even the thought of saying or doing something like that 10 years ago, I would have been like, are you an idiot? Are you stupid? Yeah. Right? And when I think about it, like last year, 
we donated more money last year in one year than I had ever made in a single year wow. in my network marketing career. And I, we were a multiple six-figure earner, right? I love and that. And what's interesting is the more that we've been willing to let go and use money as a tool to make an impact, the more that God's brought into our lives. And yes. I think that a lot of people, because they're rooted in a mindset of scarcity, they don't get that. And you're talking a lot about joy. And I think joy is a byproduct of spirituality. It comes from within. And unless you're tied to that in some way, shape or form, whatever that higher power is for you, if you're not connected to that when it comes to your business, you're going to be lacking in that area. For sure. And I also want to say that, you know, you talk about the big numbers and it's, I remember some of my limiting mindsets growing up is that like, oh, well, yeah, of course I'm going to give when I've got like, you know, an excess to give, but I'm struggling. Here's the thing, friends, like he's going to ask you to give from what you have. And so if you're not willing to give 10 cents out of a dollar, let me tell you from someone who's experienced that like, ooh, 10% of a million is a lot of money. And you might think, well, when I'm in McDonald's, I'll give $100,000 all day long. Will you though? Yeah. Test yourself because you'll be tempted to be like, well, no, probably, you know, 20,000 is good enough. It sounds really good if I tell other people I gave $20,000 away. But you have to be, he who is like, can be trusted with little, can be trusted with a lot. And I find that at the beginning of my business, I was called to trust him with little, little bits. And as it stacked up, as I began to trust more and more and show consistency in that, like you said, you are leveled up. And there's going to come a time where you're going to hear yourself saying something like that. And, oh, I'll give them my time or I'll give them my money when I have this. When I, when I am a full-time distributor, then I'll go do whatever. So just know that if you can just give something, then I promise you it will be multiplied. And it's just amazing the way it happens. It's crazy. Yeah. And that, and that something is not always... I mean, although money is a tool for you to make an impact, but it's your time. It's your knowledge. You know, It's just learn how to focus first on giving of yourself for the betterment of others. I mean, that in its essence, that's what this idea that we teach called legacy leadership is all about. It's a servant mentality. It's a servant heart. And I think that there's so many lessons to be learned there. So I absolutely love this. I mean, I can't wait for everyone to hear this. And um, there's so many just foundational leadership lessons in this, uh, in this today. And so I just really want to thank you and show some gratitude and appreciation for you being a great example of what's right about this profession and doing it the right way. And I think that my vision when I started doing what I do now is to create a community of people like you that represent what's good and right about this profession. I want there to be a place where people can go where they don't have to be embarrassed anymore to say I'm a network marketer, that they're proud to be associated. So I just want to publicly acknowledge you and thank you. And for anybody that's listening to this now that wants to get connected to you and maybe follow you and consume more of the content that you're creating, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? So Instagram is probably where I hang out the most. So that's just at Lindsay Matway. And um, you can go to lindsaymatway.com. I've got stuff there. But mostly social media, I've got everything connected in a a link tree. We'll drop those links in the show notes for them as well. Oh, thank you. So I seriously thank you because one of my missions when I first started this is like, I want to make network marketing cool. You know, I want it to be a cool place. It's an amazing business. What business can you get into that you are 
completely broke, that you don't have an education, that you don't have any, you know, any idea what you're doing and you can make a small investment turn into multiple millions of dollars, but not even just that, like hundreds of thousands of people change for the better yourself included, your family included the legacy that you create. It's like, you guys are the cool kids. So I'm so thankful that I get to hang out with you, Bob, and just all the people that are listening because you guys are what kind of shows the world that this is a cool place to be, that it is such an opportunity that gives and gives and gives and continues to prosper into this thing that our grandkids will be able to be proud of, our great-grandkids even. So yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on here. I, I know everybody's going to love the episode. So thank you. All right. Take care. All right. So I just want to thank Lindsay again for taking her time to share her inspiring story. I so loved having this conversation with her. And hopefully, we've been doing a lot more interviews lately, and I'm going to be recording a lot of original episodes myself. But I hope you've been enjoying the interview format. Let me know. Reach out to me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if you like the interviews and if you want to hear more stories like Lindsay's, but I just thought today was such a powerful message. So hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot of value. Hey, do me a favor, share it with somebody that you think it could help. Let's spread the word of the work that we're doing here on this podcast, this mission we have to uplift and transform this incredible profession that we're all a part of. So thanks for taking the time to be here. I love you. Appreciate you. I will see you soon on the next episode.